Welcome to another Books and Culture podcast with Books and Culture's editor, John Wilson. I'm Stan Guthrie, and today, John, we're looking at a new novel called Love and Treasure. Yes, Stan, this new book by Ayelet Waldman, just published by Knopf. It's one of the most interesting novels I've read so far this year. As always, when we talk about a new book of fiction, I don't want to say too much about the plot because I think for the first reading, it's very important that the book unfold as a surprise. And at the same time, I'll say enough to give listeners a sense of what they might be getting into. The book starts with a prologue that is set in 2013. And Jack Wiseman, who is aging dying from pancreatic cancer. He has a visit from his granddaughter in Maine, and they end up talking about a locket that he has in his possession. And the next part of the book, which is a substantial part, is set in Salzburg in 1945 and 1946, Mm. just after the end of the war. And Jack, at that time, is a lieutenant in the Army, And one of the things that he has to deal with is a train that is owned by the Hungarian government that is full of valuables that they have confiscated from Jews because, as you may recall, Hungary was one of the countries that was harshest in its treatment of its Jewish population along with Germany, of course, leading the pack, and then a couple of other countries. This train is loaded with possessions, some of which are very valuable, and some of which are being skimmed by the American brass for their own personal satisfaction. And there's difficult negotiations going on. And in the course of all this, Jack comes across this locket, just, just a little locket, And that locket turns out to be something that is featured in a painting, which is at the center of the next part of the book, which is back in the present again. Okay. And that part of the book features Jack's granddaughter, who we've met at the beginning in this brief prologue, and an Israeli art dealer who she falls in love with, He's a very interesting character, and he is trying to learn all he can about this painting and the figure in the painting who's wearing this locket. And so that part of the book deals a lot with the art world, the twists and turns of the provenance of art, stolen works of art, should they be returned to the country from which they were stolen, how we value art, all those kinds of things. The last part, except for a little epilogue, goes back even further to 1913 to the story of a young woman who is the young woman who, when she was a bit older, is pictured in the painting wearing the locket. So that's a very rough and not too detailed, I hope not spoiling the reading, because the reason I'm I don't think it will, John. (laughs) Telling people about the book is that I think it's a terrific book. And honestly, as often is the case when you're describing a work of fiction, 
if you just told me those ingredients, you, know, you didn't tell me who the writer was, you just told me the ingredients, it wouldn't be something just in itself that I would say, aha, that's something I want to read. I wouldn't be necessarily put off either, but what draws me to the book is the particular qualities of Waldman as a writer and the way she tells the story. And have you read other books by her? I have. This is my favorite of both fiction and nonfiction. She hasn't written a lot of books, but this is my favorite. One quality that she has that comes through in all her writing and also comes through on her Twitter feed is that she has a very strong sense of justice. Mm -hmm. At the same time, and this is something that's particularly clear in this novel, she has a very strong sense of moral complexity. Now, moral complexity is a phrase that academics like to use a lot. A lot of people I know who are not academics, if you used a phrase like that, immediately their defenses would go up because they would see it as a kind of code for, eh, you know, <laughs> whatever you want to do within reason, you know, as long as you don't murder someone or, you know, cross some line, whatever your particular set has as its taboos. But you know, otherwise, when we talk about moral complexity in their view, that's the way that intellectual people talk to excuse all kinds of bad sure. behavior. And then, you know, there can be some truth in that. On the other hand, you can come up with another phrase. I don't really care about the words. That's the very stuff of life. I mean, that's what the Bible is like. The Bible has all these characters who we describe as you know, patriarchs, the heroes, but they're all deeply flawed. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> are. And Waldman is absolutely brilliant at evoking the messiness and the moral complexity in which we all operate wherever we are, whatever the circumstances. It's more intense in some times and places than others. And at the same time, that's held in tension with this strong sense of justice. As a writer, she's Jewish, but she's not a believer, doesn't believe in God. So another tension in her work, and this is not distinctive of her, it's true of a lot of contemporary writers, is between that which she strongly values, so for instance, justice matters to her. She hates Kant. She hates false piety. She hates people who say one thing and do another. Family is very important to her. The book is dedicated to her husband only and always. So all those things are valuable to her. And at the same time, as far as I can tell, there's a kind of bleakness in her understanding of our lives our common lives, such that I think she would regard, apart from the issues of how Christians have been complicit over the centuries in the persecution of Jews in particular, I think that she would see people like us as guilty of grotesquely wishful thinking. You know, the world just isn't sure. like we think it is. I highly recommend this book, which does what fiction can do so well, take you into a world that is the world we know, but heightened and with the alchemy of art and explore these tensions that we all have to live with and work out in some way.